Thanks for downloading a 3CR podcast. 3CR is an independent community radio station based in Melbourne, Australia. We need your financial support to keep going. Go to www.3cr.org.au for more information and to donate online. Now stay tuned for your 3CR podcast. For civilised man. All you've got to do now is pass the Australian culture test. Three simple questions, three correct answers, and you go through that doorway to the greatest little country in the Good morning, and this is Annie for Showreel, and in the studio, and as you'll guess from the beginning of this program, that uh, we're uh, looking at Australian film and uh, how Australian films are actually uh, made, and also where they can be exhibited. And today, it's more about exhibition and also about the type of films that can be made within the Australian context. And in the studio, I've got Victor Grease, curator of Coonahan Gallery in Brunswick. How are you, Victor? Uh, good morning, Annie. I'm very well, thanks. And as well, Carmen Reed, program researcher for the gallery. Now, the mystery of why these two are in here will be divulged over the time. Uh, particularly, uh, first, we'll talk to Victor about Coonahan Gallery. Tell us about that. Uh, well, the Coonahan Gallery was... Um, it opened in 1999. It was named after Noel Coonahan. Uh, Noel was um, an artist and he was also a political artist. A great actor. artist. Yes, he's, uh, um, he's known, he's known uh, perhaps best known for his social realist work, but he did go on to, to develop into many other areas. But he, apart from being an artist, he was also uh, politically very active um, and, and politically active uh, in his early years very much in the Brunswick area. Yeah, and uh, this gallery is actually supported by the Moreland Council, isn't it? That's right. We're the Municipal Gallery for Moreland City Council. So even though we're called the Coonahan Gallery in Brunswick, we're, we're there for all of Moreland, for Coburg, Faulkner, Pascoe Vale, Glenroy, Gowan Bray, East Brunswick, all of, all of, all of Moreland. And uh, looking at the uh, program that you've got for the entire year, I was incredibly impressed. There's a, a gallery, there's an exhibition you've got later in the year, particularly that, that impressed me, which was uh, the one about uh, uh, the different sides of the street. Oh, both sides of the both street. Both sides of the street, which yeah. is sort of a, a, a collaboration with... That's with Kimber Thompson, yes, from, from Black Dot Gallery. Uh, that's, um, that'll feature uh, about 20 artists, um, uh, first people's artists and also artists from cultural, culturally and linguistically diverse backgrounds. And that just gives you a hint that you should really get online and have a look at the uh, Coonahan Galleries program. But particularly today, what we want to talk about is the fact that uh, to celebrate International Women's Day and Australian Women's History Month, you're going to have a week, month-long events begins this Wednesday with a panel discussion, which happened last night, and will be followed by weekly film and documentary screenings uh, on Wednesday evenings through March, celebrating female directors 
and memorable on-screen protagonists. And this is where you come in, Carmen Reed. Tell us about uh, the program that you've put together. Um, well, that's right. Um, yes, well, I was I was uh, tasked with the with the um, with the job of putting together this program, uh, which is very exciting to me. Um, Yes, and so I went to a couple of my go-to favourite directors initially and then started expanding it from there. And what I really tried to do was um, hone in on both um, a taste and a focus of an Australian director um, and then sort of make some connections with international um, female directors and sort of give a, a, a little bit of a, a flavour of the, the history of women in film um, throughout the program. Um, so what we've got is th- three weeks of screenings um, beginning next Wednesday. Um, each program begins with a short film by an Australian director, Janet Merriweather, who's a very interesting um, artist, filmmaker, and um, yeah, I, um, and I guess fig- figure within Australian film. Um, she straddles both experimental film and documentary. Um, video work and um, has her own production company called Go Girl. Um, I believe that's um, the name. Um, so each program will begin with a short film by her um, and next week begins with one that sort of remarks directly about the history of women in film um, by um, she she explores this idea of um, the history of women in film is um, I'm not going to get the words correct here, but um, she um, comments on on them being uh, interpreted by the male gaze. And so this is Cheap Blonde? That's Cheap Blonde, yes. Now this right. is a five-minute short, so it's obviously a pretty compelling piece. It's it's compelling. It's short and, and succinct in, in what it's trying to, to convey. So when you're talking about these, uh, these films, women in... Uh, Film. It's not just about women making films. It's about uh, the image of women in society. Um, yes, that's right. Um, and I, I guess in the way it's um, explored through her film is that it's it's a very um, it's it's I guess it's a fragmented form of of that entire history um, that she managed manages to draw into a very short. Um, well, it, it, well, actually, what it is is an ad, except it's slightly long ad. I'd say five minutes. <laughs> Most ads are a bit like uh, <laughs> it would be very expensive on a commercial station. But uh, and what I'm seeing in this first Wednesday, the 11th March, 6 p.m. program is that you've got Cheap Blonde, which is a five-minute piece, and it's mm-hmm. uh, something that's uh, looking at uh, it, women's image. Uh, male gaze, as you say, mm-hmm. uh, but then it moves on to a 52-minute film, which is by Gillian Armstrong, and it goes back to 1977. The first film was done in 1998, so mm-hmm. 1977 goes right back. That's right. Um, it's called The Singer and the Dancer. Yes, um, we do have quite a... Yeah, there wasn't really a concern about having... Um, I, I guess mixing it up a bit in terms of when films were made. Um, no, no, but what I was really getting at was that it gives people a really fine idea about uh, progression over time. Yes, 
Yes, in that way it does. Um, and this is a very early Julie, uh, Gillian Armstrong movie. And if anybody's seen any of her, her early work, even when she made them as students, she was qu- she's quite remarkable, quite remarkable. You could see why she became a megastar. Uh, yes, she's, she's had a really interesting career. And, and um, in fact, next week we have two films by her, um, The Singer and the Dancer, which does go back to 1977. And it's a reasonably short film, 52 minutes. Um, it's, it, um, it features Ruth Cracknell, which is a, a wonderful thing too. Mm. It'll be great to see her um, in this role. Um, and um, we follow that with um, one of her more recent films, um, released in 2005, uh, which is about a remarkable Australian figure and sort of straddles the, the documentary um, Genre also, it's called Unfolding Florence, The Many Lives of Florence Broadhurst. Um, yeah, that's she was a, an amazing, vibrant woman, um, from what I understand about her. She was born in um, outback Queensland and went on to have this amazing life and career that sort of brought her to Shanghai as a cabaret dancer, and then she owned a women's boutique in London. And then she eventually returned to Sydney and um, sort of denied her Australian background and pretended to be British, but went on to design um, bold uh, wallpaper in the 70s, from the 70s. So what you're really saying is women doing it for themselves. Yeah. (laughs) Outside stereotypes. So would you say that 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 first program that you've got on... uh, Wednesday the 11th is of March is actually about women defining themselves. Yeah, I think it could be honed in. Um, yeah, definitely. Um, in The Singer and the Dancer, the, uh, the crux of, of the, the plot there is, is two women from um, different generations, Ruth Cracknell playing an older woman, um, being unhappy in her life and pretending to be an invalid so she doesn't have to communicate with her daughter, who she apparently detests, but she finds solace in wandering through the countryside. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And um, but she starts forming a friendship with a much younger woman who's also sort of, I guess, at the very beginning of, of finding her own identity, especially um, within a relationship with a man she's unhappy with, and so. Yeah, oh, that's fascinating. So it's all about human relations and stereotypes about how women are supposed to behave within relationships. And but I think, actually, they're quite naughty about it. Yeah, but I think more so about the relationship that, the relationships that form between women, in as as sort of understanding their own independence and identity and, and longing and recognizing their own longing for freedom, even if that's a sort of nebulous idea. Well, I have to say that. Um, uh, going to that program would, uh, quite besides any interest in uh, uh, female history and women in film, uh, just seeing Gillian Armstrong's earlier movies would be absolutely fascinating for anybody who's interested in Australian film or filmmaking in general. You're on mm. Show Real with Annie, and in the studio we've got uh, Victor Grease from the curator of uh, Kuna and Gallery down in Brunswick and uh, Carmen Reed, program researcher and we're talking about a series of films which they're having over the next months to celebrate International Women's Day and the Australian Women's History Month and if you didn't know about the Australian History Month for women, then uh, you're not alone. We'll be back in two shakes of a lamb's tail. Waging Peace 
the latest film from legendary Australian filmmaker David Bradbury, shot at the Canberra 2014 Peace Convergence. Waging Peace will be screening at the Nova Cinema, including Q&A with Bradbury, Thursday, March the 19th at 6pm. Bookings, trybooking.com. Waging Peace, March 19th, 6pm at Nova Cinema. A WACA event. WACA is a 3CR supporter. Tune in to On Screen and find out more about what's on the big and the small screen each Saturday, 11am till 12 noon on 3CR. It's a program on film, on filmmakers and on film festivals. It's called On Screen, Mm, but it's on the radio, 3CR. And you're back with Annie on Showreel, and we're talking to Carmen Reed about this film, wonderful film program that you've got going on at Coonerhan Galleries over the next month. Now we've looked at the one that you've had on March the 11th at 6 p.m. and uh, next the next Wednesday, 18th of March, 6 p.m. What have you got on? Well, again, we start with a short by Janet Merriweather, um, a very different, um, yeah, aspect to her filmmaking. Um, oeuvre, I would say. Um, it's um, it's called Palermo, History Standing Still. It was, it was um, shot in Super 8, um, actually in Palermo. In and that's interesting because it was made in 2004. What was, I wonder what she was after there, Super 8. I think it, it, yeah, it gives you this a very particular quality of yeah, a grain to the film. And I think because this film is, is about history, particularly, it's while it's sort of always brings you back to, to the past. It also has a, a bit of a timeless quality to me, the Super 8. It it's both has, nostal- well, has a nostalgic aspect but also one that still carries through, like even sort of looking at, you know, what can be considered experimental film. Now it's, yeah, it can still be surprising in, what, in the way you apprehend it um, on screen, I think. And, um, yeah, so in this film it has a consistency in a sense. It's... It, um, much like the first film, or the yeah the the first film in in the first week's program, Cheap Blonde, it has this series of repeated sequences, um, which is about the history of Palermo, just through, I guess, the textures of sound and image. Um, yeah, where she's she's I guess in a in a symbolic sense is trying to show how history is both standing still and moving on at the same time. Yeah, it's it's quite an abstracted film but yeah um, and the next two films are actually taken from overseas filmmakers um well that's right the the focus is on um yeah, the very legendary pioneering um experimental filmmaker Maya Duren um who has a very interesting history in herself um we're playing one of her early shorts um called At Land um from 1944 are there considerable differences or discernible differences because it was made in 1944 um differences to in the filmmaking technique um i th- i think she was um she was at that uh, she was definitely at the forefront of the avant-garde in that and it was it would have been era. shot on 16 mil do you think? She, yeah, she shot on 16mm. Um, 
I think all of her films were shot on 16mm, in fact. Um, but she's, yeah, she was um, based in New York and, um, yeah, she was with a very interesting group of artists at that time, the, the early modernists. And, um, yeah, sort of at the sort of, yeah, in combination with the, the surrealists at that time too, she was sort of exploring the idea of language and how um, you can leave the the... the um, spoken language behind and sort of create this sort of poetic imagery and new kind of poetry through through film um, which she certainly does through at land um, well actually that's a really key uh, point uh, for any filmmaker because uh, I don't know if you've noticed that uh, there's a lot of films that uh, and I only think recently relatively recently that uh, it's become quite normal for films to be following a purely visual process rather than the uh, standards that were created in novels. Yes, yeah, so uh, a n- non-narrative form. Yeah, that they actually are describing themselves in a purely visually emotional fashion, and this is Hollywood movies. Mm. So looking at her film will be quite fascinating to filmmakers. Yeah, um, she's, she has certainly been very influential. Um, like She's often... Uh, you know, de- I mean, describes her as being very influ- influential and on the likes of David Lynch in, in that she sort of creates that early sense of dream logic um, in in her in the way her films unfold and sort of make unexpected cuts from from one location to another from in between interior and exterior spaces. And, um, yeah, she's sort of um, trying to represent, I guess, also that, that psychological and emotional experience on screen. But um, yeah, there's a there's a great opportunity to learn more about her um, in this program because the the film that follows her short is the documentary about her, um, which is called In the Mirror of Maya Deren, and it's yeah it's beautifully made. It's um yeah really respectful and, it's and rigorous. Yeah, it's but it's it both um, covers the trajectory of her career and, and life and interests. But yeah, it shows quite. Uh, it's a, it's a great introduction to the, the the qualities of her film. It shows it shows quite a few um, fragments. Um, so, yeah, plenty of food for thought to follow up on after the screening for for those who do, don't already know about her but would like to to That's learn more. Very impressive. Uh, you're on showreel with Annie, and we're talking to Carmen Reed from the Cunahan Gallery, and they're talking. We're talking about a a series of uh, films that are being shown across uh, the next few Wednesdays uh, for the ne- over the next month to celebrate International Women's Day and Australian Women's History Month. Uh, we're going on to the last uh, Wednesday, that's the 25th of March. They're all starting at 6pm and it's Wednesday, so if you want to put it in your diary, starting on the 11th of March, going to the 25th of March. Tell us about that particular program? Um, well, the final program takes, uh, I guess, a little bit more of a surrealist edge or more, perhaps more absurdist, that might be more correct. Um, the, the Janet Merriweather was showing um, to begin that program is A Slice of Life or The Crumbs of Existence, which... Um, um, this is going further back in time. This is 1993. Yeah, that's right. But it, <laughs> but it probably has uh, resonates right at the moment. The crumbs, <laughs> crumbs of existence. It does, and and um, yeah, um, 
Um, yes, to be to be honest, this is the one I'm probably least familiar with um, in that I've I've watched it less recently. <laughs> but um, but it um, it, had, it has actually a slice of bread, and it, it actually sh- um, it has. Um, oh, don't be a spoiler. I'm, I'm just trying to remember. It has um, aspects of um, <laughs> animation. In it oh, that's interesting. as well. So, so she was experimenting with that. Yeah, exactly. Oh, so as far as film techniques, this um, this program is is a really interesting one because we, um, the second film that we have that night is by American experimental filmmaker Lynn Sachs, who's also a very interesting woman. Um, who, uh, with her film The House of Science, a Museum of False Facts, which um, is. It's a great title, it isn't it? Yeah, it's um, it, it it sort of explores a very subjective view of um, the history of, of women in both science and art, and and how uh, both the female body is dealt with at crucial points, such as sort of the the coming of age as a teenager, and then sort of, I guess, kind of going into you know both the the sexual awakening and how that's dealt with in within. Um, the medical profession as well but it's uh again it's it's not it's not a cold hard facts it's it's subjective and it's intertwined with text which is both written and spoken um yeah she was um I came across her while I was researching for this program and she was yeah she was been an amazing discovery and and also um fantastic to um to um what is it we do we send emails to each other but she's been incredibly <laughs> correspondent <laughs> that's the word um yeah she's been incredibly supportive it's been great um she was very happy to be programmed into a film program in australia and um yeah it's been very interesting it, it does seem well, to so. me that you've got your finger on the pulse in regards to the types of uh issues that you're exploring I, I, when you said the House of Science, a, a muse, museum of false facts about and how they deal with uh, uh, the female in that genre, I just felt inside myself a sort of a curling of the lips. And I'm thinking, really, oh. that is something that is such a uh, important aspect of creating uh, a view of a particular part of society. It is and and it definitely um, is thrown back to on you as an individual too because even though you can feel like you know one thing from your own experience, if you're told another thing, you can feel like you've got it all wrong. All wrong. <laughs> yeah. That's right. So That's right. she explores that really really wonderfully. And what's the last film? It's from a Czechoslovakian. It certainly is. Um, and you're going to say it because I can't say her name. Um, it is um, the film Daisies by Vera Kisilova. Um Beautiful. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful Czech filmmaker and um, one I'm particularly delighted about because this is one of my all-time favourite films. So I took the opportunity to <laughs> to um, follow the trail and get the permission to screen it. And um, Tell yeah, us about it. There we have it. Um, this is a gem of the um, Czech New Wave Um it's um, definitely an absurdist, um, I guess, let's call it an absurdist feminist fast. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it has a, for the most part, a non-linear logic to it. It is about two female protagonists, both called Marie. Um, <laughs> who, um, it's a bit like the who, Australian joke about Bruce. <laughs> It sounds much nicer in Czech. Maria. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but 
But um, yes, they they have this um, revelation right at the beginning of the film that they they observe the world around them and they see that it's going bad. Um, and so, in turn, they decide that they will t- also go bad. And so, what unfolds is a, a series of events and set pieces that um, has has them moving through their world in a way being incredibly mischievous and having a lot of fun, <laughs> but also with this sense that it's it's sort of nihilistic but not heavy nihilistic. It's it's um yeah, it's it's much more playful than that. Now I'm gonna to turn to to the Victor, who's the curator of uh Cunahan's gallery. Uh how are you going to uh, show these. Where, where are you showing them? Okay, within so, that context. Uh, next week, the first week of the of the program, will be uh, screening at the Coonahan Gallery, um, and the following week, Wednesday the eighteenth of March, and the the next week, Wednesday twenty fifth of March, will be at the Mechanics Institute, which is just across the road from the gallery, uh, two hundred and seventy Sydney Road. Uh, we're very easy to find because we're uh, we're very close to uh, Brunswick Town Hall and right near tram stop number 21. Uh, uh, I can uh, vouch for this. It, it is at, what, what's the tram again? It's the number 19 tram. Uh, That's right. Uh, and so we're at stop 21. And the, um, and the it, gallery's right beside the town hall and the Mechanics Institute's just across the road. That's right. Almost It's sort of diagonally opposite from where the gallery is. And we're staying open till late at the gallery on those on those nights as well until until 8pm. And the... Uh, the great thing these shows were uh, part of the um, part of the idea for these for the public programs which Carmen was just talking about was the exhibitions we have on both include um, video and performance in them uh, we've got two shows if you'd like me to tell you yeah, a little bit about tell, tell me about the video show because actually that video show is built around and one it was uh, uh, financed through the Australia Council, I believe. That's and right. And also it is set in, the videos are set in local environments. That's that's right. So it was uh, it was supported through the Emerging Artist Development Grant. Uh, the, the two artists are Hermione Mary and uh, Henriette Cassay-Schuster. The exhibition's called Song for the Stage, The Captives and the Line of Production. And it's, uh, it's, it's kind of a homage and lament to several different sites in the municipality in Moreland, and they've, they've also got strong links to film. Um, there are three sites, uh, one which is uh, the uh, Coburg Drive-In, the uh, form, the site of where the old Kodak factory used to reside, and the third site is uh, Pentridge Prison. But it's a three-channel, three-channel video uh, with a with a performance um, by a, an old chap named Johnny, who uh, sings a, a little sequence from the West Side Story, and it's uh, it's then all synced up. So he sings at each of these different sites. This the same the same phrase from from the musical. And then it's all synced up and played on three different screens throughout the gallery. And so this is a loop. So when somebody comes into the gallery, they experience this whole video uh, atmospheric That's arrangement. That's right. Almost surrounded <laughs> on three oh, sides anyway. That's uh, fantastic. Absolutely yeah. fantastic. Um, so uh, these films are on each of these Wednesdays, starting next Wednesday till the 25th, they uh, start at six o'clock. Do people have to pay? Do they need to book? Um, what we uh, are asking is because we have quite a limited capacity 
um, for these screenings. So, but not mental, just no, physical. No, <laughs> physical <laughs> capacity is limited only. <laughs> yes, fewer people, more expansion of the mind. Um, but um, we are saying bookings are essential, and we ask people to email the Kernahan Gallery at Kernahan Gallery at moreland.vic.gov.au or to call the gallery on 93898622. And if you didn't get any of that, you can go online. Yes. That's, yeah, that's right. You can look at our Facebook page or the website, So, and it's Cunahan, spelled C-O-U-N-I-H-A-N. Like the famous artist. Yes, that's right. Okay, <laughs> thanks very much for coming in, Victor and Carmen. Thanks for Thank having you. us, Annie. No worries. And uh, coming up next is Published or Not, and we're going to go out with a wild number that I got from... The dinner set listing. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.